A few weeks ago, we answered the question, if we had to start all over and only had 60 days to get our business back, what would we do? And that was a really fun question to answer. In today's episode, we're going to answer the question of, here are 10 online businesses that anyone can start. Would you start them now if you had to start all over? So get ready for this episode. We're about to begin. your life away waiting for Friday? Do you dread Sunday nights and Monday mornings? My wife and I have spent over a decade building an online business while raising a family. I quit my cubicle job to live the life I wanted, to experience freedom, and we want to help you do the same. We're Chris and Laura. Welcome to Fearless Together. So the list that we're working with today, uh, the the, uh, candidates are YouTube channel, online services, platform sales, digital products, an e-commerce site, affiliate marketing, blogging, Instagram influencer, drop shipping, and coaching and consulting. Those are the 10 online business options. It's not the comprehensive list. No, no. This is just a fun, like, 10 10 business ideas. Would we do them or not? You know, in a way, this is almost like the dating game, except we're not going to hurt <laughs> someone's feelings. We're going to hurt, like, online business feelings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, no, one, no one will be offended. All right. So let's let's jump in. What do we got? All right. Number one is YouTube. So for me, I would say no as far as doing YouTube for, like, the ad revenue, which is what most people are going for on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, my mom's been, my mom's been wanting us to be on YouTube forever because our family's so cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, as far as actual just putting videos out there consistently, like, I don't want to do that for ads. No. Now, I would... Uh, do a YouTube channel for like, say like if we were doing an affiliate business and trying to drive sales, it's free hosting for videos. Like that's fantastic. Um, you know, you get, you can get some interaction, you can get some subscribers and, and start to build an audience that way. So I think as an affiliate Avenue, it might be doable, but for like YouTube live, like the live stream. Yeah. For live streaming, things like that. Okay. So YouTube Kind of a yes, but really not, not as a business. It would be it would be as like a channel for for our business. Okay, for something else. Yeah. So huh. sorry, YouTube. You you don't get the date, but you also didn't get completely turned down. You got friend zoned. <laughs> friend zoned. <laughs> we'll keep in touch. <laughs> All right, number two. Services. So. Um, This would be like going on to Fiverr, Upwork, and you're basically selling your labor, if you will. You've got skills and talents, and you're putting them out there for the market to purchase and use. Okay. For me, yes. And the reason for that is it's quick money, or it can be quick money, right? But this goes against a lot of our our fundamental beliefs. This does. But when we're talking about starting from like nothing, I do consider like maybe... uh, the desperation of needing that immediate money might be valuable. You can't wait for the passive. Exactly. And obviously I would do all of this with the idea that I would be building a passive business in the background, but when you need cash flow, you need cash flow. So services, you get the thumbs up. All right. Sounds good. I, I would agree with that. Platform sales. So, like what? So, so yeah, exactly. Some people might be thinking, well, what are platform sales? And that is just a fancy term that I came up with to refer to selling on platforms. So, Etsy is a platform, eBay is a platform, Amazon's a platform. These are all, you know, sites uh, that marketplaces, if you will, 
Um, so I guess we call it marketplace sales where you can go on and start selling whatever it is you want to sell. Maybe it's digital products, maybe it's physical products. You know, maybe you went to Goodwill, found some awesome deals and you want to see if you can, you know, flip them and do some retail arbitrage. All right. Okay. And what I are would, we thinking? I would be down for this. Um, especially the digital product aspect. Um, physical products, not as much because it's kind of a big time investment. Now, if, you know, I've seen some people that are fairly professional. Like there was one time I was at a, um, a yard sale and there was a guy that had a, um, one of those barcode scanners attached to a lanyard and it was hooked up to his cell phone and he would, he was at the yard sale just scanning items, anything that had a barcode, he would scan it to see what the price of it was going on eBay so that he oh, could like, wow. if it was like 25 cents, but it's selling for like 20 bucks on eBay, he'd you know buy it. Instant and research. Exactly. Like it. it was brilliant. And this was a long time ago. So, um, I was like amazed at I'm, what he was doing. I mean, and we've seen where, you know, you go into, uh, like Walmart just down the street and you find something in clearance, super cheap. But if you find it on Amazon, it's like prices jacked up. Mm -hmm. And you can find uh, channels all day long of people like doing uh, retail arbitrage, like dumpster diving and stuff. Like you'll see guys that are like rolling up in like amazing um, like Mercedes and BMWs to like go dumpster diving. It's so <laughs> funny. That sounds crazy. They make their living doing that. Or, well, they probably make more of their living now from YouTube ads, but <laughs> they got their start, you know, dumpster diving and selling stuff on eBay. So make sure you clean those eBay purchases, everybody. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> the trash? You're right. No, goodness. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I like that idea, too. Dumpster I, diving with BM, BMWs? Uh, yeah, as long as the BMW is what I have to get into, <laughs> not like, you know, your Corolla. Oh, man. <laughs> So platform sales, I would do tentatively. Not, I wouldn't do it for everything. I'm probably not going to be doing retail arbitrage because of the time investment. But based on my experience, I wouldn't be hand making anything to sell enough. on Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, digital products. So digital products, I would do this as a long term move, but not as a business focus. And the reason again for that is it takes a while to build up. Firstly, you want you have to find what you want to make, so you have to find the market. You have to actually make the products and then get them out there and like, and, yeah, and market it. And sales can be kind of slow. So, and this goes for the platform sales idea as well. Um, I would absolutely do this. It just wouldn't necessarily be my main focus in a business um, when you're starting out because the idea is like this immediate cash flow. So you have to look at your long-term potential, but also your short-term needs. Right. The, it's an attractive one because right away when you do publish a digital product, you have something now that can keep making money while you work on your next digital product. Mm -hmm. And that's really great. But like you said, it can take a long time to really get traffic to your product. Yeah. Last I heard, you cannot uh, just send a giant zip file of PDFs to your electric company and they'll like, be like, this has like a $500 value. Right. <laughs> I can't do that. So uh, yeah, the, the digital products until you get sales coming in, the PDFs aren't going to pay your bills. So um, I would go with more immediate cash needs um, and, and I would build that passive business uh, in the background for sure. All right. Affiliate marketing. No, we skipped one. Oh, we did skip one. E-commerce. Yes. An e-commerce website. This is nope, no, 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 nope, 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 nope. E-commerce is so hard and, um, it would be such a big job trying to get your own little e-commerce site off the ground because, so this is with the idea that you are shipping a product, right? So you now have to source product or make something you have to, you know, get it manufactured. If you are making it, 
You then have to store it somewhere. You then have to get customers. You have to build a website. You have to ship the product. You have to deal with customer service. It's a ton of work. And e-commerce sites, unless you are going to be buying like Facebook ads or something like that, notoriously difficult to rank in Google search because you're going against, you know, sites like Walmart, Amazon, Target, um, Target all of the biggest retailers all have an e-commerce presence. Um, and unless you're selling something very, very unique, you and which in, in that case, you run into a problem of people are probably not searching for your product if it's like super unique. Right. It, it's you really have to find like that perfect intersection of a lot of things. So an e-commerce site would not be on my radar at all. I, I would have agreed with that. Just I wouldn't want to compete with Amazon at this point. Mm-mm. I would just jump onto the platform. Honestly, a lot of these struggling retailers like I was saying for years, Kohl's and, you know, some of these other ones that went out, Sears and the basically Toys R Us, the ones that like chose bankruptcy, I would have just as a store, I would have just partnered up if I could with Amazon and just put everything on there and just tried it. See, see how it goes, you know, yeah. just get on there. That's where the customers are. Why, I mean, why not? Kohl's has at least kind of partnered with uh, Amazon in a unique way. Yeah. Yeah. Doing the returns and everything. I, I thought that was brilliant, but yeah, if I was one of these failing, um, retail, like the, the omni channel type merchants where you've got like your e-commerce and you're in store, I absolutely would have thrown in with Amazon and put my stuff on there and seen how it goes. Maybe it's great. Yeah, maybe. All right. So now I can actually say affiliate marketing, <laughs> affiliate marketing. Absolutely. Affiliate marketing, one of my favorite things about affiliate marketing is you get to market quickly. You are selling products that already exist, right? That's you just, true. You don't have to make them. You don't need to make the product. You don't need to put up the website. You don't need to deal with the checkout process. You don't have to handle customer service. Like there's so much stuff that you do not have to deal with. Affiliate marketing gets rid of all of it. Yes, that comes at a cost, right? You know, for uh, if you're an affiliate for Amazon, 97% of the money goes elsewhere. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, we could put a little like parenthesis here, uh, you know, affiliate marketing, just not for Amazon. Yeah, Amazon's basically out as far as I'm concerned as a business owner. Uh, I have no interest in like we have our Amazon sites and they'll continue making money. Cool. But I'm not pushing any more any more investment into Amazon affiliate sites. We we had plans, but that changed. Oh, yeah, I was going to I was about to just dump a ton of our businesses income into uh, scaling Amazon affiliate sites, but I'm not doing that anymore. Pass. <laughs> but for as far as affiliate marketing, absolutely. There are tons of great affiliate opportunities out there. My favorite are software affiliates. You can get recurring affiliate revenue. Um, it's a fantastic um, business model to get into. The reoccurring is just insane to me. Yeah. It's, it's just a fantastic business model, you know, and you, you just have to connect the right people to the right service and you've done your job as an affiliate, right? You learn the services or, you know, whatever you're promoting, you learn it inside and out, you add value by creating supporting content around whatever it is. And then you find the right people and you connect them to it. And that's your value as an affiliate marketer. And a lot of people don't like the affiliate business model. This is something that I'm like, I, I always try to kind of, Anytime we're talking about affiliate marketing, I try to bring this up. People don't seem to like the affiliate marketing model. And a lot of it, I think, is because people try to um, hide that they're being an affiliate, which mm -hmm. I don't I don't really advocate for. I try to be pretty transparent when I'm affiliating. affiliating. But um, if you don't hide that you're an affiliate, if you're just straight up like, hey, here's my affiliate link. If you want you know, to reward me for you know, connecting you to this, cool. Right. Um, 
but people don't like the, the model. And it's really no different than years and years ago, every retail associate, anytime you went into like a store, like, you know, Circuit City, Sears and all of them, like long ago, all of them were commission-based salesmen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people, you, you go to car salesmen and they're still commission-based. Uh, most appliance salespeople are, um, they're commission-based. It's a commission-based business model, you know, so as long as the affiliates are being um, forthright about the fact that they're being an affiliate, I think it's a totally legitimate business model. So if, if you've been kind of on the fence about being an affiliate, uh, just don't be a bad affiliate, be a good one. And then you don't have to worry about it at all. Yeah, don't try, <laughs> Just don't try to be sneaky. About yeah. Don't it. be sneaky. Don't like, don't like post like affiliate links to your Facebook page so that your friends and family click on it. You know, like don't, that's being a shoddy affiliate. You know, you, you want to, you know, don't, don't refer yourself. <laughs> to, right. Oh no. Don't yeah. Do don't, that. you know, be, be an on the level affiliate. And when you actually support a product that you, you use and you like. Yeah. I, uh, basically only affiliate for products that I actually use. And you'll see that, um, I'm obviously, I'm going to be an affiliate like on the, the podcast, I'm going to mention products on my live streams. I'm going to mention products. You're actually going to see me using those products. Like they are the things that I use to run my business. <laughs> right. So I, I feel like you're totally validated in, in talking about them and referring people to them. Okay. Moving on. Blogging. So blogging, I wouldn't do that unless it was part of a larger business push. And and what I mean by that is a blog can be a fantastic supporting. Go ahead. I was going to be, I could be a mom blogger. <laughs> I, I have five kids. I could do this, right? No. No, it's, it's so competitive because the barrier to entry is really low. Anyone can start a blog. You can yep. go, you know, I can have a blog going in 10 minutes. Um, so the barrier to entry is really low. It's really competitive. Everyone's writing about everything. Um, so it's hard to get your voice heard because there's so much noise. Um, and especially if you're doing it for like the ad revenue, like I said, um, I would not start the current, the business model that we currently run. I would not start it now. I, like, I'm glad we started it when we did. I would not start over and do this business model now. No. It's just so, so unpredictable. So, um, as far as blogging, um, I would do it as an affiliate. I would do it if I had like a, a real business, like a, like a, an actual, let's say I was doing a consulting or, uh, I was doing platform sales or offering services. Then I would consider building a blog so that I could showcase my work so that I could attempt to reach customers so I could have a place to send people. FAQs. Yeah. Yeah. Frequently asked questions, things like that. Lots of supporting content to help support my, my business, but I wouldn't make it my core business. Gotcha. All right. And what's next? Instagram influencer. Oh yeah. I want to be the next Kylie Jenner. Yeah, probably not. I, 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 uh, I, I'm, I'm on Instagram. I just started it out. Um, and we, you know, we have obviously our, we have websites that do social media and our, and our websites do fine on social media. Um, but I don't know. It's weird. Like, I don't want people necessarily to be all up in my day to day, you know, on Instagram, like trying to like do selfies and stuff that taking pictures of my food and well, oh. right. I, I and I also know that it seems weird if a like complete stranger starts following you on Instagram when you're just taking pictures of yourself in your life. It seems it seems strange. Yeah, I don't know. But also, like, what are the chances of becoming like an actual like Instagram influencer? Well, and that's really the biggest thing behind it. Like, I don't I don't necessarily love the work that goes into it, just because it's, it's odd to me, but. Um, the other thing is, uh, the percentages are so stacked against you, uh, at becoming an Instagram influencer. So it's not like, oh, I'm going to go make money on 
Instagram. Yeah, like it, and, and then being found and someone wanting to buy shout outs and stuff from you. It, it just it's a it's not a in my opinion a great business model. What I would do with that is I would allow again allow it to be a side business if it came to that. Like if I generated a large enough following eventually on Instagram, you have to have I think like 10,000 uh, followers to be considered a micro influencer and that's when brands are actually willing to like look at you and possibly pay you like to, sponsored posts. Yeah, to do like shout outs and sponsored things and whatnot. So actually I um there's a I, I did one of those Planet Fitness uh, work-ins today, and it was being run by um, uh, what's his name, something Harper, um, Bob Harper, I think, from Biggest Loser. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, this, I remember that show. Yeah, the celebrity workout dude, and um, it was funny because I, I had found out that I guess in like 2017 or something he had a heart attack. Really? Yeah, yeah. He has a genetic, uh, I guess, disposition towards uh, high cholesterol, and it ended up giving him a heart attack. So I was like, "Oh my goodness!" And so I was like, just interested. So I like, I googled like, "Well, what what diet is he doing now? Like, what, what's what happened?" And uh, I stumbled upon an Instagram post from him where he stumbled upon like this Instagram post from him where he was like, kind of just saying, "Hey." I, I had my heart attack, but now I monitor my heart rate throughout my workouts like crazy. And I do it using my Apple Watch that I got from Kohl's. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, that's such awkward wording. Why did he? So, um, and then I see the hashtags and one of them was hashtag Kohl's. And the other one was like hashtag SP, which I think means sponsored post. Oh. So, But I was like, that's such a natural wording. It was so obviously a, a sponsored post thing, but... Yeah. So anyways, yeah, there's money in it. No question. But you're going against like celebrities and stuff. And yeah, you can become a micro influencer, but I don't know how much money's in that. So I would allow that to happen if, you know, we got successful enough. But I, again, wouldn't, I wouldn't be making this like a core of my business. Gotcha. All right. Uh, we got two left. Drop shipping. Dropshipping I would do, and it's a lot of it's the same thing as affiliate. So uh, for anyone who doesn't know, dropshipping is this idea that you um, you kind of source products. You find someone who has products, and you sell those products for a markup, and then you buy them from whoever has them, and they ship it to your customer. I know it sounds a little weird. So one of the cool things about dropshipping is... You don't have to source products necessarily. You have to find a supplier, but you don't have to actually like buy the products and store them and ship them and all that stuff. Right. Um, uh, the other cool thing is that they, they handle the shipping, which is super duper nice. And then you get to keep, you know, you kind of set the price. You know, if you can sell it for double whatever you're getting it for, then you've just made, you know, 100% margin. That's It's, it's in a way kind of like a f affiliate marketing, but just physical products. Yeah. And I, I guess to some, some, maybe it might be a bit of a stretch. There. Well, no, it is. It's kind of affiliate ish, but you've got more of more control. Um, you also own the customer relationship. Oh, that's true. So that's less appealing. That is less appealing. Um, because there are, so, there are a lot of like strange things that can happen with the drop shipping model that you might not think of. And so I've, I've had this happen before, right? So someone orders from us, we place the order to our drop shipping company. They ship the product out, and then the customer's like, "Never mind, I don't want it." Well, the product's already shipped. 
You're getting it. <laughs> you're, you're getting the product. So we have to do a refund and then they just, they get the product usually. Um, the other kind of awkward thing is if someone wants to return the product. Well, if you're with a drop shipping company, they'll often put your address information on the package and stuff. So it's, it ends up being kind of awkward because if they want a refund and you are like set on them shipping the product back, then it's probably coming back to you. And it's like, what do you do with this product? Because if another order comes in, I mean, I guess you could ship that one out. I don't know. It's It, it sounds... It's got some sloppiness to it. And a lot of people feel morally kind of against this business model because it feels a bit shy. They're like, well, why should I sell a product for $50 when it costs me $25 and they could go and buy it for $25 elsewhere? And I get that. And it's not my favorite business model, but I do also consider... You go to Walmart and buy something that you could buy at, you know, somewhere else like Target, maybe cheaper. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I don't know. It's up to you to make your peace with the business model. If you don't like it, don't do it. Um, there's a plenty of people that make full time livings doing just drop shipping. Um, and it was like one of your first online businesses, right? Yes, it was. It was my first online business. I would drop ship guitar stands. I think I was paying like four dollars for them. And I would just sell them on eBay for like 20 bucks. And it was, it was amazing. It was was like the coolest business model. I had this like weird drop shipper that they had everything. I mean, I remember they had like sleeping bags and like tents and stuff. They just like bought so much like random stuff and they, I could sell anything, but I always had the most success with guitar stands. Hmm. I mean, it was your passion too anyways. Yeah. So anyone who's wondering, yeah, maybe uh, drop shipping guitar stands uh, is a solid business now. I mean, I was doing it like, I don't know, 12 or 14 years ago or something. And uh, it was it was pretty neat. All right. Last but not least, coaching or consulting? Coaching and consulting. So this one is definitely worth a shot. Um, if you have expertise in anything or you feel confident in your abilities to guide other people, and this is an important part of coaching and consulting, taking some responsibility in the results of your customer taking action upon your advice, then... It's worth a shot going into coaching and consulting because it's generally a very high dollar gig. You know, right. um, you can you can charge hundreds of dollars per hour um, to do coaching and consulting. But like you said, you kind of uh, hold yourself accountable. Well, you do. Yeah, you're giving people advice as an expert. So uh, if they take your advice and something terrible goes wrong, I you're going to hear about it. So it's, it is a bit of a, if you're not confident in what you're doing, do not fake being a coach and a consultant. And you gotta I, be, yeah, you gotta be certain, you know what you're talking about and you're willing to stake your reputation on it. Yeah. And the reason that I actually put this one last is I want to talk about this because I am a part of numerous, um, entrepreneur groups on Facebook and lots of marketing groups. And so many people do coaching and consulting first. That is the first thing they want to jump into. And I've seen so many people that like they'll post something to the group saying, Hey, I got my first coaching consultant, uh, client. I got my first coaching client. Um, uh, I'm doing like their Facebook ads, but I've never done a Facebook ad before. What should I do next? Oh no. There's so many people faking being a coach or a consultant just because you're a good salesperson doesn't mean you're going to be a good coach or a consultant. So don't be that person. And to, to the credit of these groups, almost all of them, tell that person the first thing you should do is tell that client to find someone else. Right. Like do not be that person because you're basically a con artist at that point. Like if you follow through on this, like you're giving out advice that you have no idea what you're talking about. You're conning these people out of their money because they're putting their trust in you. 
and they're paying you for advice that you have no idea will work or not. And if it works, great. You got lucky. And, yeah. you know, so if you want to be a coach or a consultant, but you're not sure about your ability, what I would suggest is do maybe group coaching or group consulting for free. Just say, hey, I'm trying to to establish myself in this area and I've got some ideas and theories and I'm willing to sit down with you and give you this information for free. And in exchange for my free information, I want to kind of aid you, guide you and see what your results end up being. And then if it succeeds, you can use that person as a case study. But you want to be forthright that you want to test things out. Mm -hmm. Like, you are like, I've got some really great ideas. Let's give this a shot. You know, the other thing that you can do is do a profit share. Say, hey, instead of paying me, what I'm going to do is I'll be your coach or your consultant and you know, you can give me a 10% cut of whatever my advice generates for you. Now, obviously, if your advice generates a loss, <laughs> so uh, just be very careful with coaching and consulting. For some reason, I don't know why, lots of new people in online business get drawn to it. Maybe it's the fact that you don't need products or anything. It's just you show up and you just and be a friendly you people. You charge big money. I guess that's it. And that's the draw to it. But yeah, I've seen... and. This isn't like one off. I, I probably could find one of these posts daily where you've got someone that's like, I got my first uh, client, you know, I've got, um, what do I do? Yeah. What do I do next? And it's like, uh, that these, you should have figured this out a long time before you had your client. <laughs> you shouldn't have to be asking that question. No. So anyways, uh, 10 different online businesses and our take on it. Uh, let us know on Facebook or Instagram or any of these other places or hit us up through the contact form or uh, via the anchor.fm app question and let us know. Did you agree? Did you disagree? What would you do differently? Thanks. Take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fearless Together. Make sure you subscribe and learn more at fearless.fm. That's F-E-A-R-L-S-S dot F-M. To your continued success.